You are listening to a Lube audio miniseries. We're constantly publishing audio movies and other audio dramas. If you're into sci-fi, thrillers, or cozy little crime stories, you'll always find the right audio entertainment for you at www.lubeaudio.com. The Sigmund Freud Files, a podcast series in four parts by Heiko Martens. The Second Face, final episode. In Vienna in the 1920s, Professor Sigmund Freud, pioneer of the relatively young science of psychoanalysis, finds himself entangled in a brutal crime his patient, traumatized police officer Karl Gruber, needs to solve. A young actress at the world-famous Berg Theater was brutally murdered. As all signs allude to a vampire's foul play, Dr. Freud's courageous daughter Anna has consented to assist Gruber and her father. But there are wolves out there, masked wolves. And not only do they haunt Carl Gruber and Sigmund Freud's own tormented mind, but a vampire is on the loose, and he set his eyes on Anna. Oh, that's very kind of you, Raoul, but I still have plenty. Keep drinking, dear Anna. Somebody paid for this drink with their life. <laughs> So what is it that you wanted to tell me? You're new here. I see you've already met the prince. Other people have to sell their soul for the privilege. Oh, my soul is mine. You can count on that. I can't allow you to succeed at something for which I would die. Succeed at what? You come in here and pretend as if you're only but pretending. You mean the game? But isn't that what it's all about? A game? Oh, maybe it is to you, but for others, it's deadly serious. What do you mean? Ow! Oh, let go of me! You're hurting me! Dear Anna, I will show you what... Listen, there's something going on. Come on, let's take Anna? a look. Anna! Gentlemen, if I could, just for a moment, have your attention. Father! Anna! What is this sight I have to bear? Humans, here! Can't believe your eyes, can you, Mr. Presslauer? Prince. Prince Maximilian. Of course. Mr. Presslauer, a few days ago, your daughter was found dead in the Berg Theatre. She was completely bled out, as if a vampire had drunk her blood like the vampires gathered in this room. The police strongly suspect that you, Mr. Presslauer, are responsible for her death. Uh, Carl. What? Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Sigmund Freud. Maybe some of you have heard of me. I'm a doctor and have for some time now dedicated myself to the analysis of the human psyche. In the course of my studies, I was confronted with the death of the actress Marianne Presslauer, and I must admit that the whole affair has caused me significant headaches. Exactly. So, Mr. Presslauer, in my authority as precinct director, I must now arrest you. You are suspected of uh, having... Carl, of course, it is an exciting and entertaining way to play a role in a social game, as you like to do here, to expand day-to-day -day life with a mystical component to brighten worldly obligations with a playful attitude. 
the metamorphosis of the self into a transfiguration. Believe me, some of my patients would delight in this social game, would perhaps even be cured by it. But there is another aspect, one that appears to be more significant to me in view of the murdered woman. Are you saying that the murderer can be found among my guests? A patient of mine, whose name is of no importance here, also uses the world of fairy tales to find a way to express his fears. It shifts his gaze from what actually drives him, but it is still the same. He dreams in fairy tales. With all due respect, Professor, I really don't know what that has to do with the death of my daughter. The reason... My patient dresses up his illness of the soul in fairy tale images is presumably the fear of naming things by their actual names. You could say that he pushes away the true meaning of things, and that, that is what the killer of your daughter is also doing. It's not Director Preslauer. But I, I Such thought... a repression requires an agonizing situation that is so unbearable in the real world that it necessitates a shift into the mythical arena to avoid going crazy. However, and this is where I must agree with my dear colleagues of the police precinct, you, Mr. Preslar, appear to be the cause for this repression. I... I have nothing to do with the death of my daughter. As director of the Berg Theatre, you created an atmosphere of fear and suppression in the people around you. Not least when it came to your own daughter, you generated an atmosphere of hate that was so unbearable that the reactions to this soon found other directions. I... I didn't do anything. I am a great director. Read the critics' reviews. My performances are always sold out. Actors fight over roles in my but productions. At what price? Among the people present here, there is only one person who can't choose their role, who is not able to choose freely, for whom this game is not a pleasure, but the expression of a dysfunction that requires not just the here and now, but the otherworldly. Raoul? Heinz? It's sheer hell to work for you. We hang on your every word. We yearn for your attention and approval. But what we get is nothing. Nothing at all. How many nights did I have to stand by Marianne's side, both of us crying, complaining, and, and still without hope? But hindsight, did you... I can't believe it. You were always so... Soft, so weak. It wasn't the actor, Heinz Peschel, director. The murderer was the vampire, Raoul. <laughs> I didn't murder her. I freed her. Whatever she is now, she is happier than she could ever have been on the boards of this stage. My only fault was not to immediately follow her fate. Heinz, I can't believe it! Heinz Peschel, I hereby place you under arrest. I will escort you back to the precinct. Yes, yes! Arrest this... this monster! May he burn in hell for his heinous act! And you, Director, will also join us at the precinct. You didn't come up with the plan or wield the blade, but the Professor's explanations have said it all. May the judges decide how to deal with this case. I'm sorry, Director. But you deserved it. All the humiliation, the indignities, 
The hurt. I should have taken you along at the same time. Look! Look! Not even the death of his own daughter can touch this tyrant! And you can all continue to celebrate if you can get over the absence of your... prince. Come, Professor. You go ahead. I have a headache. I will head home. My task here is done. Father, come. I'll help you. Personalities are mutually exclusive, then a pathology cannot be far behind. Carl is here, Father. All right, Anna, let him in. No, go to your mother and help in the kitchen. All right. Uh, Mr. Gruber. And uh, don't let her anger get to you. Professor, what a pleasure to see you. Well, how did you fare with our undead? Heinz Peschel stands accused of murder. The director is subjected to a thorough interrogation, but it doesn't look like he'll be charged with anything. But you would hardly recognize him. He seems broken in a certain way. The death of his daughter is punishment enough. If he develops a sense of his responsibility, he should settle for a more moderate approach as time goes by. He even spoke of the possibility of opening a second theater and of different ways of making room for the arts. But I think... He just wants to give the actors an opportunity to try something without his oversight. Art is as much dictatorship as it is free experimentation. Well, we shall see. I must say, I've slept very well these last two nights. You're probably not out of the woods yet. But it is good to see that I may have been able to help you. This whole Peschel affair does frighten me a little. How can one person play so many different roles? I think if Peschel had actually played these roles, he would not have been capable of such actions. Maybe it is the secret of the so-called split personalities that place such a burden on the different aspects of consciousness that, for a moment, only they exist. When he was the vampire, Raoul, Heinz Peschel himself had disappeared completely. That may well be the case. Professor, Carl? if I should ever require your help again, I mean, would you mind well, if... Of course. You mean... You may have slept well for two nights, but I would be quite surprised if the evil in the world would rest as well. 
When you set out again, looking for the deeper connection between things, my couch is always available for more sessions. The Sigmund Freud Files, Episode 1, The Second Face. This audio movie was by Heiko Martins, translated by Armin Prediger. Sigmund Freud was played by David Rintoul. Anna Freud by Emma Tate. Martha Freud was Nicolette McKenzie. The superego was Ashley Margali. And the id was Jess Robinson. Carl Gruber was Carl Prekop. Anton Presslauer was Toby Longworth. Marianne Presslauer was Martha McIntosh. Heinz Peschel was Ben Whitehead. This audio movie was recorded from December 2014 to January 2015 at OMUK Studios in London. The recording engineer was Juan Manuel Delfin. The voice director was Douglas Welbat. The creative director, Patrick Simon. The casting consultant, Victoria Prentice. And the executive producer was Mark Sieper. Post-production was by Steele, Simon Birdling, and Christian Hagita. Edit and sound design by Sonia Hard. Music by Christian Hagita and Simon Birdling. The soloists were Ariane Spiegel on cello and Burak Ozdemir on bassoon. Artwork by Kai Hoffman. This is a Bastai Entertainment production all rights reserved 2015. You are listening to The Sigmund Freud Files, The Second Face, a miniseries in four episodes, produced by Lubba Audio. We are looking forward to your visit. Please tell us how you like the episode by leaving a review here in the comment section. Stay tuned to this channel for more adventures of Sigmund Freud. The next season will air shortly.